Hey guys, it's Ed, and I'm coming to you live from the Drunk Gossip Studios here in New York City. And first of all, thank you all for the feedback yesterday. Um, y'all really love when Will joins us, so I'm going to try to talk him into joining us more. And as I said yesterday, I am going to try to get him to co-host um, with me, at least for one episode. Um, maybe like once a month or something, I can convince him. But let's give that some time. Um, and as you know, you can now leave me voice messages on Anchor. Just tap on Drunk Gossip and leave me a message. And it may end up in the episode. Or I should say in a future episode. <laughs> so let's get right down to it. Let's talk Lori Lachlan and Massimo. Because I know y'all have been dying for an update. Somehow, Constance Wu has just pushed Lori Lachlan and Massimo down. Um, <laughs> so, let's talk about the college admissions scandal for a minute. Uh, Felicity Huffman has pleaded guilty. Officially pleaded guilty. Not She doesn't have the intention. She's actually done it. Um, sentencing will happen sometime this fall. And... Right now, people are expecting her to um, get some jail time. But others are saying what, what might happen is a suspended sentence, which means um, the judge might say four months of suspended jail time. And as long as she keeps her nose clean and nothing, you know, she doesn't get into any more trouble after a certain amount of time, um, that sentence will go away. Um, no, of course, nothing is official as of this moment, so um, we'll, we'll keep you up to date with that. But Lori Lachlan and Massimo are still trying to say that they're completely innocent, they were just being good parents, and whatever. And okay, I, I have heard from some parents who said, you know, if they had the money, they would totally do this. That doesn't make it okay. That doesn't make you a good parent, Period. Um, helping your kid get into college is making sure that they have the tutors that they need or um, the support that they need, not bribing school officials to get them on a sports team when they've never played the sport in their life. And certainly not yelling at high school guidance counselors who are questioning this, which is what Massimo did. So, um, the guidance counselor and an assistant principal are being called to testify against Lori Lachlan and Massimo because they questioned why Olivia Jade was being admitted as a member of the row team when she never rode. <laughs> And this is what happened. Olivia Jade's high school counselor is being called as a witness in the college admissions case against her parents. Two Fab has exclusively learned. The Marymount High School staff member was involved in an incident with the teenage teenager's father Mosmo after he questioned Olivia Jade's supposed rowing credentials, according to the Department of Justice. Mosmo and wife Lori Lachlan stand accused of paying scam 
um, Scam Mastermind Rick Singer 500,000 to sneak their daughters into the University of Southern California through the side door by pretending they were athletes. During discussions with admission staff at USC, the counselor learned that Olivia's older sister, Isabella, had applied to the college as part of the rowing team, which came as a surprise as Marymount itself didn't have one. That very same day, Donna Hanel, the former USC senior associate athletic director who was fired in March after being indicted in connection with the college admissions scandal, left Singer a voicemail raising concerns about parents coming to Marymount to yell at counselors, warning it could shut everything down. Wow. <laughs> and this is, it's, that's only part of it so far. Like, Massimo really fucking lost his mind. And it's, it, it's such a delight. Um, I just want to make sure that you know, I don't want the, the parents getting angry and creating any type of disturbance at the school. I just want to make sure those students, if questioned at the school, that they respond in an appropriate way, that they are walk-on candidates for their respective sports. They're looking forward to trying out for the team and making the team when they get here, okay? That's what I just want to make sure of. So I just don't want anyone going into um, the daughter's school, you know, yelling at the counselors. That'll shut everything down. That'll shut everything down. Wow. <laughs> and I mean, you know that this has this caused a lot of waves. And I'm wondering if this wasn't part of what ended up ratcheting up the investigation. Because you don't just go around yelling at people. Or so Will tells me all the time. <laughs> you know, I... I don't know, like, if they're, it seems like maybe they're trying to um, go the, the Felicity Huffman, William H. Macy route and um, sacrifice Massimo because Lori Loughlin could probably still stage a career comeback and, you know, and bring in money again. Whereas Massimo is a fashion designer. I don't even think he's worked since he sold his line to Target, to be honest. Not that he needs to. Um, they're worth like $100 million or, or something ridiculous like that. So, but we're going to keep an eye on the college admission scandal. And um, eventually we're going to do a deep dive into it. But for right now, I'm going to go and I'll be right back. And I'm back. Last week, we talked about Hillary Duff getting engaged to Matthew Coma, her boyfriend. Um, they've been on and off for, like, three years. And suddenly, he popped the question. Um, they have a baby together. And everything seems to be blissful and happy. But that may not be the case. So there are some rumors circulating right now that um, are putting things into um, question. The first of which has nothing to do with Matthew Coma. Allegedly, producers on Hillary's hit show Younger have asked her to lose weight faster. Um, according to Lawyer over at Crazy Days and Nights, 
um, she went back to work after giving birth and they were not pleased that she hadn't lost the baby weight yet. And they started nudging her to diet more, um, forego meals or um, whatever it took for her to take off the weight. Now, this is nothing new in Hollywood. Um, actresses have actually complained about this for a very, very long time. And while nothing has ever really come of it, I'm hoping that if, if this is true, and Nancy Lagarde has been on a hot streak um, with accuracy, even when people don't believe him lately, um, I, I really hope Hillary speaks out about it. Um, you know, not necessarily jeopardize her job or anything, but definitely speak out and, and say, hey, this is not okay. You know, this is what happened to me. This is my story. Um, and the other is about her engagement. Blind Gossip has uh, a, an item up called Investing in Forever. And they say, she basically drove the whole proposal and popped for the ring so he couldn't make any more excuses. They'll come up with a good story that makes it seem like it was all him. But it was all her. And so it makes me wonder why why she felt the need to force this. Do they love one another? Do they want to be together? Um, You know, we talked in a previous episode about ultimatums and how I don't believe that one partner should be able to decide over the other, um, except for in a breakup. And I'm wondering if that wasn't the case. Like, maybe he was just happy being with her, like, boyfriend-girlfriend, and was very committed but didn't want to get married. And it's a little bit surprising since um, she has already been married. Um, And that ended in divorce. Albeit, um, they do seem to be best of friends. So uh, there could be something, there could be something to that as well. You know, I don't, um, I don't know. Like being friends with Derek is just a little bit weird. Um, I, I know people do it and and whatnot, but um, but I'm looking at Hillary Duff. I didn't. There is part of me that wonders if she isn't trying to race down the the aisle to be her ex-husband or if she feels like um the public perception is she's losing in that in that breakup because you know he was already engaged and heading towards getting married and she wasn't she you know she was with this guy for three years and um whatever the case is and I have heard from some of my straight guy friends that there's a lot of pressure on them to buy the perfect ring. Um, I, I'm not quite sure what Matthew Coma does, but I'm certain he doesn't bring in Hillary Duff money. And so I'm wondering, you know, if, if the other part of this was he was a little bit embarrassed to pop the question because he couldn't afford the kind of 
um, the kind of ring that people would expect her to have. Which, again, I think is entirely possible, and, and in fact, I would even argue probable. But that none of us will ever know for sure, um, again, unless she speaks out. So I'm going to go, and I will be right back. And I'm back. So y'all really loved um, the Explosive Soap Exit story, or Explosive Soap Exit episode I did. Um, it's, like, every day I look, it, it's number one or number two, um, in, in terms of listen, so thank you. And since it seems like my soap fans are back, I've, I'm gonna start adding more, um, more segments about them in, into the show. And this one is kind of interesting, um, Eva LaRue is heading back to soap operas after a long hiatus. Um, She's going to be joining The Young and the Restless. Um, And here's why this is so surprising. Um, First of all, Eva LaRue has been concentrating more and more on her primetime career. Um, She was in CSI Miami. Um, she was cast and was expecting to have a recurring role in Fuller House. Um, and for whatever reason, that, that never materialized. Um, some people say that they just decided to go a different way. Other people have said that she was very much a diva and, and very unpleasant to work with. Um, what we do know is, for years there were rumors that she and Susan Lucci hated one another. And that's why Maria and Erica only had one big storyline together when Erica stole Maria's uh, baby and was passing her off as her ado- adopted daughter, Sonia. Um... But, uh, I mean, there's obviously more to it. She she also married her former All My Children co-star, John Callahan. And then they got divorced and it was messy. And rumors abounded that there was cheating on both sides. And then, of course, um, Eva LaRue ended up... um, Involved in the Les Moonves scandal because allegedly he had promised her another gig um, in the hopes of keeping keeping things quiet. So when I read the news that she was joining The Young and the Restless, I had to put out my spy. I, you know, I had to go and talk to my sources and, and find out. And while no one is confirming my suspicions that this was um, a complete setup and a quote-unquote 
make right for Eva LaRue, they all kind of demurred and said, if you look at the logic of this, um, the family that she's, the, um, she's going to be the matriarch of a family that was being written out completely. Um, the, she's going to be playing Celeste Rosalies, who is the mother of um, Lola and Ray. Now, the young and the restless had started writing, I, I forgot um, some of the other actors' names out, um, and they were slowly depleting that family and bulking up on their own veterans and, and refocusing on the Newmans and the Abbots and um, the Winters. So it's a little bit surprising that they're bringing in... The, first of all, and no matter what you think of her, she is, she's not a daytime legend, but she's a daytime superstar at the very least. To play the matriarch, because you usually don't introduce um, a matriarch unless you are going to keep the family around for a while, or um, you you need to firm up the family a little bit. So, I mean, and you don't bring in someone like Eva Larue just for a, a short stint. Um, She's a big enough name, just kind of like Broadway. She's a big enough name where people know her, and soap fans adore her. But, you know, she's not a... uh, She's not a Susan Lucci, but Susan Lucci just crosses all boundaries. Um, She's not like a Meryl Streep or a um, Jennifer Lawrence. So you don't have to worry about an outrageous salary demand. Um... So you you would want to keep her around for for a while. So I'm gonna keep on top of this story and just um, really keep looking out for what's what's happening. And I'm gonna go, but I'll be right back. And I'm back. So I know we just did a political segment yesterday with Will, but we're gonna do another one today. Unfortunately, without him, um, I'm sure he's gonna to want to weigh in on this. At some point, um, I'm going to cover the celebrity aspect of this. Um, As you may or may not know, there has been a bill passed in Alabama banning nearly every abortion, um, even in cases of rape and or incest. And the floodgates have really been opened um, and people are, it, it's really divided the country even more than what we already were. Um, here's the thing. Just because you're pro-choice does not mean you're anti-abortion, or that you're pro-abortion as well. It means that you don't have a right to say what happens over other people's bodies. You know, there have been a ton of memes... Um, that came out, but one that really stuck with me said, you know, we can't protect, we can't protect children or churchgoers, um, by banning guns because that violates your second amendment rights, but you can, you can make laws banning women from having abortion 
taking away her right to decide what's what's okay for her body. Um, another one was talking about um, if men want to ban all abortions, then they should be required to get a vasectomy until they're ready to have children. Because vasectomies are re- reversible. And here's the thing. These are old, straight, white men making these laws, and that's not okay. Um, I stand with, with women who have a right to make their choices. Whether you agree with it or not is immaterial. They have a right to a choice. And Busy Phillips has started a new movement called You Know Me. Because a lot of people think that they don't know someone who's had an abortion, but chances are they do. Um, There are statistics out there that say nearly 25% of all women have had an abortion at some point um, before they turn 45. So here's what Busy Phillips had to say. This is an attack on women happening in this country. There is an attack happening on women. Let me try this again. There is an attack on women happening in this country right now. I won't be silent and I have no shame about my personal choice. I am one in four. Hashtag you know me. Heart. I know there is power in sharing our stories. I know it. Uh, And then she also said, one in four women have had an abortion. Many people think that they don't know someone who has, but hashtag you know me. And I encourage followers to share their stories. Um, Amber Tamlin uh, responded to the hashtag on Twitter and said, In 2012, I had an abortion. It was one of the hardest decisions I've ever had to make. I still think about it to this day. But these truths do not make me regret my decision. It was the right choice for me at that time in my life. I have not a single doubt about this. Uh, Lady Gaga said, It is an outrage to ban abortion in Alabama, period. And all the more heinous that it excludes those who have been raped or are experienced incest, non-consensual or not. So there's a higher penalty for doctors who perform these operations than for most rapists. This is a travesty. And I pray for all these women and young girls who will suffer at the hands of this system. Reese Witherspoon said, I am beyond upset about the passing of new abortion laws in Alabama, Kentucky, Mississippi, Georgia, and Ohio. This is unconstitutional and abhorrent. We cannot tolerate this attack on women's fundamental rights. Alyssa Milano said there have been nearly 30 bans on abortion introduced, passed, or signed into law in state houses around this country this year alone. This is Trump's anti-choice agenda and part of the GOP's war on women. And I think right there, Alyssa Milano nailed it. This is a war on women. These straight white men who are passing these laws can't even find a fucking clitoris. But they want to tell you what you can do with your body. That's not okay. Period. This is not up for debate. You know, someone tell someone told me once that my shoelace was untied, and I left it untied on purpose because I could. And it was a fucking shoelace, and I, really, I could have hurt someone else, and I shouldn't have done that. 
But telling women what to do with their bodies. If they don't want to carry a baby, guess what? They don't have to. Um, I believe it's Georgia's law where if a woman miscarries a baby, she can be tried. If she leaves state, anyone who drives with her out of state to get the abortion can be tried for conspiracy to commit murder. What the fuck is that shit? No. What we need to do is we need to start battling back against these old dinosaurs and they need to be told that their place is in their home, in their bed, with their wives, with their mistresses, because you know they're all fucking everything that walks. And I guarantee you, at least 90% of those men have had a mistress have an abortion because they didn't want to fuck up their marriage. Guess what? If you don't want to fuck up your marriage, don't screw someone else. How about that? And, and she's absolutely right. This is, this is Trump's anti-woman agenda. Trump doesn't give a fuck about women. To him, women are there to open their legs when he's horny. Which is probably more often because he gets Viagra. Guess what? I, if, if it's God's will for a woman to get pregnant, then it's God's will for your dick to go dead. And you should not have the medication to have it rise again. And that's the fucking truth about this matter. And I'm sorry, I got a little fiery. Um, I'm gonna go take a break, cool down, and I'm gonna come right back with our big story of the day. And I'm back. One of the best things about not having um, production notes or um, a structure and actually doing this live, Y'all may not realize this, but when I say I'm live, I'm actually live. Like, when I record, I'm just recording. Like, there's no editing or any any fancy footwork or anything like that. I am literally coming to you live. Um, Even though you're probably listening hours or days or weeks, maybe even now a year after I recorded. um, I actually do come to you live. I just I think it's it's a better format for me, um, and as as you heard, sometimes I can get a little fiery. <laughs> and another another person, another celebrity. Not that I'm actually a celebrity. I just, there was no good segue for me there. <laughs> um, Kelly Ripa also gets fiery. Um, and, and sometimes it's over brilliant things or things that actually, I think, um, are, are valid. And sometimes I just look at her and I'm like, bitch, what's your problem? Um, <laughs> um, I, I'm laughing, but no, seriously. Sometimes I do, I do want to just say to her, girl, why? Why does it matter? Um... One of those cases is, um, one of the cases where I actually thought she, she did a really good thing was when, um, ABC moved Michael Strahan from live to Good Morning America. They didn't talk to her, um, and she didn't find out until just before the press release went out, which was really unfair. Um, she went on a work strike in... Um, 
you know, I, I just, uh, that was one of those where I think they showed her a great amount of disrespect. Um, she'd been with them for, at that time, it had to be more than 20 years. I'm pretty sure she's approaching like 30 years with, with ABC now. Um, but earlier um, in this week, she she made a comment. Now, okay, here's the truth. We all know she doesn't like The Bachelor or The Bachelorette. She has not hid those feelings. Um, she hasn't actively insulted them or anything. But this week, she she made a comment. Where she said, you guys know how I feel about that show. It disgusts me. I can't stand the idea of 25 exceptional women fighting over one ordinary fella, in my opinion. You know how I feel, ladies. We are too special to be arguing over a guy. Okay. You know, and she's she's obviously entitled to her opinion. She's entitled to feel however she feels. I'm a little bit surprised that um, Disney and ABC let that go through, but I, I've, I've come up with a theory, but I'm going to get to that in a minute. So, Mike Fleiss, who is the executive producer of The Bachelor and The Bachelorette and Bachelor in Paradise... Said, uh, he said this on Twitter. Um, Look out, hashtag Bachelor Nation, at Kelly Ripa is coming after you in your quote-unquote disgusting Monday night habit. And Chris Harrison, who actually has co-hosted live with Kelly, and I thought they got along very well, uh, joined in the fracas and said... Oh, I'm sorry. Um, Harrison, Chris Harrison said, said the Lookout Bachelor Nation. Um, Mike Fleiss wrote, Easy at Kelly Ripa, hashtag the Bachelor franchise pays your salary. Okay. I just need to clear this up right now. Because even people in the business don't seem to know how the business works. Primetime does not pay for daytime. Daytime does not pay for primetime anymore. Back in the past, it did. But... Presently, each show is responsible for paying its production slash licensing fee and making a profit for the network or bringing prestige. Um, Shows like Modern Family did both. Um, The Bachelor certainly does pay, um, pay the licensing fee that um, ABC has to pay Warner Brothers. But it does not pay Kelly Ripa's salary. They're two completely different divisions. Um, and actually, ABC Daytime doesn't pay Kelly Ripa's salary either. ABC Syndication does, because even though Live is carried mostly on ABC stations, um, around the country there are places where it airs on different channels, uh, on different channels or uh, network affiliates. So... 
let's not get that twisted. And there's a reason why Kelly Ripa demands a high salary. Because she's damn good at what she does. And, I mean, you don't even have to like her to admit that. Uh, a source close to Kelly said, How dumb can you get? Um, Kelly's salary is paid by ABC Syndication, and the Bachelor brand is produced by ABC Entertainment. They're two separate entities. They have nothing to do with one another. And why make this so personal? Kelly said way worse about The Bachelor in the past. The joke is that this is the least offensive thing she's ever done. This is this just seems desperate. And a friend close to Kelly said she's exasperated. She's like, are you kidding me? Who are these morons? Why are they attacking Kelly when they're the ones serving wine on the show that is older than their contestants? It's ironic Chris Harrison, co-host of the show So Live, actually did pay his salary. All right. So basically, everything we've talked about so far is really backed up. Um, ABC, the one thing I do want to clarify is ABC, ABC Television Studios co-produces. Um, it's basically like an, an association with... Um, which has become very typical in all shows lately. Um, the the network sister studio has to have some sort of participation or ownership in the show, um, or it doesn't make it to air, or it doesn't last, um, as we've seen with Murphy Brown. Um, so, so we have all this infighting, and. It really doesn't make any sense. Like, why, why do this? You know. But I think the answer lies um, with what happens next. So Ellen Pompeo is the highest-paid actress on TV at this point. She makes twenty, at least twenty million dollars a year. She just signed a. A blockbuster extension, um, which, I mean, she already had ownership in Grey's. Now I think that ownership is expanded. Um, Grey's Anatomy is ABC's number one show across primetime and daytime. And, um, the fans love her. So... She jumped into the. Well, she jumped into the um, fracas and said, uh, "Well, she tweeted, okay at Fleischmeister, which is Mike Fleiss, that some that some handle bro, your show does not pay at Kelly Ripa's salary. Also, we don't attack successful women on our network, and men certainly cannot take credit for their success." And Ellen Pompeo then started attacking The Bachelor for being, um, for lacking in diversity. Um, she used the hashtag, Bachelor So White. Um, and one of Pompeo's followers welcomed her back to social media and she said, took a break but had to jump back in the ring for my girl. And this is exhausting, but here, here's a little extra for you. 
ABC was not, allegedly not happy with Ellen Pompeo um, trashing one of their shows. Uh, for whatever reason, they haven't said anything about Kelly doing it. But Ellen doing it, I think they were worried about affecting the ratings. But when you look at what happened, um, The Bachelorette premiered with Hannah Brown as The Bachelorette. Um, it was the lowest rated premiere in the history of the franchise. But it still was the number one show of the night. Um, or it was tied for the number one show of the night with 911 over on Fox. So what I'm thinking um, is happening. Um, it, it, you know, NT Lawyer said that ABC was pissed and, you know, they had considered firing Ellen, but they would have to pay out her contract and it just wasn't worth it because then they would have to figure out how to keep Grace going without her. But I think what the more, I think what the more accurate way to look at this is the reason why ABC hasn't condemned or punished Kelly Ripa for um, for speaking her mind about a sister a sister show on the network is they need the controversy to keep the ratings up for The Bachelorette. And as long as they can, you know, as long as they can keep this up without things getting too nasty or too, um, the digs getting too deep, they're going to. Maybe it's good business. Um, I think there's certainly an argument for that. But I think the more likely scenario here is they want to do it. Mostly for um, for the publicity, and they don't want their stars to get horribly upset or anything of that sort. So, um, and just so you guys, oh, I already said that. Never mind. I'm gonna go now because clearly my brain is no longer functioning properly. Thank you all so much for listening, as always. And until next time, cheers.